Hey everybody, this is Don Newman and this is Living a Life Worth Remembering. Uh, I dedicate this show to helping uh, people all over find a way to live life in such a significant way that it continues to live on even after their own lifetime has ended. It's all about leaving a legacy. I'm very, very excited today because joining me on the show today is my daughter, Ashley Caston. And uh, it's, it's hard for me to say Caston. I always want to say Ashley Newman. I still have her as Newman in my phone. It's hard to give up that family name. But I'm so excited to have her on the show today. We're going to talk about uh, the blessing of being a godly mother and how that blessing can go from generation to generation. I have no idea where this show is going to go today because when we start talking about God and start talking about family and life, we, we can just go on forever. So I would encourage you though, to share this with uh, any uh, young mom, especially a young mom or any mom that you feel like needs encouragement because she's going to share some things today about uh, the significance of some things that God has showed her and some things she's written in her most recent book that we're going to share about. So, uh, Ashley, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's good to be here. <laughs> yeah, we've done some podcasts before. We've done some prayer casts or whatever you, you call them uh, before, but uh, this is the first time that you're on the show. But I'm sure that I've referenced uh, you and, uh, and uh, your brother and sister as well uh, through the years of doing the show because uh, all of you are such a significant part of my life and your mom's life because family's important to us. But, uh, you know, I love what uh, God's been doing in your life, uh, you know, watching you, listening to you, uh, reading your book. It makes us very proud, but it also encourages me uh, as a believer outside of being your father. And so uh, I love I love your book uh, for a lot of reasons. One of the reasons is I got to help publish it. Uh, lessons I found in the laundry basket, how to lose the dirt and find joy and purpose in motherhood. That's just an incredible cover design. I know you were part of that. Uh, let's talk about the book uh, for a minute. Uh, you know, Tell us, tell us why you wrote the book and who you wrote it for and just kind of share uh, what the book is about. Sure. Yeah, thanks for all those kind words. Um, so I am a mom of four. My husband and I have been married for uh, 10 years, going on 11 years now. And, um, and obviously I'm still as Newman in his phone 11 years later. <laughs> I can't let it go. Um, so I have four kids ranging from nine years to the youngest is four months. And so um, you could say that I'm kind of in the thick of it right now, in the thick of mothering through the little years. And um, because of that, I just have such a passion and a heart for mothers because motherhood can be such an isolating, uh, draining time of life. Even though it's a wonderful time of life, it can also come with a lot of um, just a lot of burdens. And so, I think it's really important for moms not only to just stay encouraged and um, to feel like they have, you know, like purpose in, in, in their daily lives, but I feel like it's important for them to know their calling mm -hmm. and really what God has designed them for, because the enemy would love nothing more than to distract us from our purpose and to make us feel like we, um, you know, that what we're doing doesn't make a difference or that, you know, 
it's all the little lessons that we try to teach our kids. None of that's working. You know, um, society will tell you like, we'll just wait till they're teenagers. Your kids are going to rebel. I mean, so it kind of like can feel like, I mean, does what we're doing really matter in the end of all of this? And so that's really where the book came from. So it's called lessons I found in the laundry basket because that is what we're doing as moms. We're doing laundry over and over and over again. And when we're done, we do more laundry and we never see the bottom of the basket. I like to say that the bottom of the laundry basket is a make-believe fictional character because you never see it. It doesn't exist. The laundry <laughs> basket will always be full. Um, and so that's kind of the whole idea behind the title. It's just, that's what we're doing. We're doing laundry and we're wiping messy faces and we're cleaning the house over and over again. And we're, I'm, um, you know, reading books and pulling kids in our laps. And it's just this just constant movement. And so, um, you know, but God can meet us in all of that. And he, if we are listening and our hearts are tuned into him, he will teach us so much along the way. And he has with me. And um, so I just share in that book, just some lessons that really he's taught me, some things that he's changed in my heart, some perspective shifts that he's given me um, just to help me get on a better path to being a mom that's just mm -hmm. full of joy and full of purpose and able to pour into not only my kids and my husband, but also into other moms. Yeah, I think it's, you know, I'm reading the book, you know, I'm not a mom, I'm a dad, I'm a granddad, but I got to tell you, um, it don't matter. It didn't matter. The, um, while I couldn't relate to a couple of things, where it led to, I could totally relate. And right. one of the chapters that really stuck out to me, there's two that are kind of my favorite that stuck out to me. The one chapter 10 about mommy guilt. I, I you know, I just, I mean, I, I think what you shared gave me insight into something I didn't understand uh, completely. And then of course, I think it's chapter 18 where you talk about the power of prayer and the importance of prayer. Just kind of, um, you know, which, whichever one you want to talk about, you can talk about both, but those ones really stuck out to me. Uh, why don't you share on those and just a little bit of insight, especially the mommy guilt. Sure. Yeah. Mommy guilt. That was um, kind of a hard chapter for me to write because it was something at the time that I didn't even know how to overcome. And so before I could write it, I was like, well, okay, God, you got to help me to overcome this because I can't teach other people to do it if I don't know how. And it's something that we all battle with as moms. You know, we sit down at night, um, you know, we lay down in bed or whatever, and we start reeling through the day. Like what went wrong? When did I snap at my kids? When did they, you know, ask me to read them a story and I was too busy washing the dishes to sit down and read them a story or whatever. And we just feel guilty about all of these things. And it's, I mean, it's ridiculous, you know, like the things that we, we think our kids are going to remember 20 years from now, they're not going to remember. I mean, for the majority of them, but we will sit there and we will, um, we can't let them go. You know, they've already done forgotten and gone on with their day and we're sitting there going, Oh, I'm a terrible parent. I didn't read them that book. And I didn't, you know, I snapped and, and so, and the enemy can play so much into that. You know, if he can get us in, if he can keep us in that guilt trap of, you know, you did wrong and um, you should be ashamed of yourself. You know, you're not a, a fit mother. Then we carry that into the next day and we have this kind of dark cloud over us and we feel like, you know, I'm not this good mom. And we look at these, Instagram moms that have, you know, pictures of their perfect kids and everything they did that day. And, um, and we're comparing ourselves, which is another book or another chapter in the book that I talk about, I talk about comparison and it's just this, um, kind of vicious cycle that we can get trapped in. And so 
we really have to learn how to lay the mommy guilt aside in order to um, come into the full um, just grace that Jesus gives us. And, and we have to understand that, and this is really what he showed me. We have to understand that he created us. It, he created us not to be enough so that he could be enough. You know, if we're enough, we wouldn't need him. If I could do everything perfectly throughout the day, then I would have no need for Jesus. If I was able to save my kids, you know, save their souls, if I was able to be the perfect parent to raise them perfectly, um, I would have no need to get on my knees and to connect with him. Um, and so there's the, the, a beauty in that. There's a beauty in not being enough so that he can shine. And as soon as we embrace that and realize that, you know, where we weren't enough today, he can be enough. And as soon as we start praying those prayers, instead of sitting there in the mommy guilt, um, you know, sitting there and praying, you know, saying, God, I messed up today. I was short tempered. Like, forgive me, God, come in and um, don't let that stay with my kids' hearts. You know, I don't want to be that kind of mom. As soon as we learn to do that, then we're able to release the mommy guilt and come underneath the weight, out from underneath the weight of it. Yeah, I think that's awesome. Um, you know, um, the same way you're encouraging um, young mothers to not get under that guilt, don't let them don't let that stop you from being what God's created you to be. That's how I feel with people with prayer. I feel yeah. like I'm constantly saying to somebody, look, it doesn't matter if you don't have a theological degree. It doesn't matter if you blew it the other day. That's the enemy again, constantly. I mean, you go to Genesis, the enemy's constantly coming in trying to tell you who you aren't and why you're not qualified, you know, and all these things to try and get you to do uh, something you shouldn't even worry about. Uh, yeah. So, um, you know, I love what you're, what you're sharing on that. Now the, the chapter on prayer, I know you're passionate about prayer because you and I pray a lot together. Uh, what, what, what's some keys to that chapter? And I want people, let me just say at the end, we're going to put up some links. If you do not have a copy of this book, I want you to get a copy of this book. And I'm not just sharing that because this is my daughter. This is a great resource for anybody, but especially for moms. But what, what are some of the keys that you share on prayer in that chapter? Yeah. So, um, the power of, of prayer, really, I learned about early on in my marriage, I got a book called the power of praying wives or stormy O. Martin. It's, I mean, best-selling book. It's one, yeah. one I recommend probably the most to young married couples. I'll say, get this book. And that's really where my journey started was, um, learning how to pray for my husband and, and how, what it looks like to lay yourself aside and really like selflessly pray and not just, you know, go through a list of prayers and say, okay, help Bob, you know, help Sue across the street. And uh, we need a new car, but really how to connect with the father and how to lay yourself aside and say, okay, God, give me your eyes for this situation. And you show me what you, you want me to pray. So then when we, when I apply that to my kids, uh, that's exactly what it looked like. It looked like, uh, you know, laying myself aside, not that it's an easy thing to do, but it's a fruitful thing to do. So laying yourself aside and saying, God, give me your eyes for my children. What is it that you see in them? Like, help me to pray, um, you know, the pray your will be done with my kids. And um, I think, you know, I think I just really became passionate about prayer, like especially towards motherhood, because I realized that so many moms felt like similarly to what you were just saying, they felt like either um, they weren't good enough to, or they weren't good enough at praying to really, for it to make a difference or yeah. that prayers don't really change anything that God's going to do what he wants to do anyways. You know, so why should we pray? 
um, or they felt like they didn't have enough time to pray. And so all of these obstacles and all of these lies really, um, you know, can keep us from entering into such a um, just beautiful, sacred relationship with the Lord. Cause that's really what, what happens when we pray. It's not just us offering up, you know, words to the Lord. It's us connecting with him. Prayer changes us. It changes things and it changes us. It's connection yeah. with, with the father. It's more than just, you know, listing off some things that we need. So I just, I know what moms, I know what they feel. I know because I'm in the thick of it too. And so I know how draining the day can feel and feeling like you barely have any time to, you know, even paint your toenails, let alone like get, you know, half an hour in prayer. And so we can kind of think, oh, like, I just don't have enough time to pray. And when I do pray, then I feel guilty because it's been so long since I've prayed. And so we just kind of push it to the side. So that's really what that chapter is about, is about just washing all that away and connecting with the heart of the Father and realizing that A, your prayers do work and that B, the, the Father longs for that time for you, his time with you. Yeah, I think that's awesome. I mean, at the, at the end of the day, I, you know, prayer is more about him getting our attention than us getting his. He's not right. locked behind a wall waiting for right. us to knock. He actually is pursuing us and wants us to engage. So I love that. You know, um, there's a huge, huge um, teaching in the Bible. I mean, it's covered through a lot of scriptures about the blessing of family. And you can find it where it talks about generations. I love this verse, Psalms 127, uh, verse 3 through 5. Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord, the fruit of the womb, a reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior are the children of one's youth. Blessed is the man who fills his quiver with them. He shall not be put to shame when he speaks with his enemies in the gate. And there's all kinds of verses throughout the word about family. And, you know, and I, I know family, you know, is huge to you as it is to me. And uh, I love, in fact, let me show this picture right now of your beautiful family. Aren't they just uh, so cute? How in the world did they come from me? I don't know, but man, I am <laughs> blessed, highly blessed and favored uh, uh, to have such beautiful children and grandchildren and, and more than just uh, the natural beauty, spiritual beauty uh, in all of my children and my grandchildren. But I know that family's important to you. Just, you know, just share just a couple of things, what, what it means to you and what, what you feel like the big keys are. As far as what, as far as just the importance of family and, and making that family home, you know, the place that really where God can dwell and blessing can come forth and, you know, several things I know that you've shared in the past. Yeah. Um, yeah. So family, um, obviously is huge because it's not just affecting, um, you know, when you spend time like pouring into your family, it's not just affecting you and and your kids like this generation but it's also affecting i mean potentially thousands of other generations to come right and so <clears throat> when we get a vision for that for our family we realize that um it's we're not just living for today and living for even our kids but we're living for thousands of generations and what we do today today is pouring into tomorrow and so there's a few things that i think are really important um, I'll touch on a couple of them. I mean, there's so many things I could, this is probably a whole nother book just on this, but, um, here we go. Writing a book. No, always. I'm always, this, this is a book. Um, 
But one of the things that I think is really important is for families to um, start having conversations together and for for parents to really grasp hold of the verse that you think you just mentioned that one, or we had maybe talked about it before, but about arrows, didn't you just mention that one? Yeah. Uh, the quiver being full of arrows. If we look at our children as arrows that God put in our quiver to be sharpened, it completely changes the way that we look at our family time together. So um, one thing that we're big about in our household is conversations. And so what we do is we try to structure our time so that, um, and really kind of just make this in the environment of our house to where we're always having conversations about things. So at the dinner table, we're bringing up, um, you know, top things that happen during the day. We're talking about maybe a book that we read or um, whatever it is that we have going on in our lives. And we have kind of some deep conversations with our kids because we want to start talking about things um, today. Like while they're in our house, we want to start talking about some of the deeper things of the Lord and kingdom purposes so that when they do go out in the world, so when we do shoot those arrows out, that they have been sharpened under our roof. So we'll talk about things like, um, you know, kindness and, um, you know, like maybe, you know, Lee had a situation at work and he, um, you know, had something go on, maybe a confrontation with someone or something like that. And he brings it up at the table. Well, then we'll talk about, well, Hey, what would you guys do in that situation? What do you think the Lord wants us to do in that situation? And it's so funny because at first, when you kind of first start getting in these conversations with your kids, a lot of times you'll be met with like crickets, right? Like they're like, I don't know. Why are you asking me this? <laughs> but the, but the more that you do it, they really start catching the vision and it becomes just effortless to where, you know, you're having these conversations and they're going, well, actually, I think this is what, you know, God would want. And you get to see that kind of peak of their heart. Um, and so I think that's one just really practical way that uh, moms can start seeing or kind of can start practicing that sharpening of their arrows. It's just like talking to them. And then the other thing is to live your faith out loud in front of them. This is uh, something that the Lord taught me probably about five or six years ago was that um, I needed to start talking to my kids about the things that I was praying for, because if I'm praying behind closed doors for miracles or um, for breakthrough and I'm never talking to them about it, well, then when the breakthrough does come or the miracle does happen, then they're not able to really fully celebrate in the same way that I am, because I know that I've been I've been praying about this, but if I let them in on that, that kind of secret time with the Lord and we're praying together as a family, then when it comes to pass, all of a sudden they're seeing it, they're getting the big picture. And those are the kinds of things that are going to stick with them throughout their whole life. Um, you know, it's one thing, have your kids in church and, you know, have them in Sunday school, all that's important. But if you're not giving them that foundation to stand on, then, I mean, really all of that can crumble with, you know, one one college professor maybe that tells them it's all a lie, that everything they've been taught is a lie, it can all come crumbling down. But if they've been raised with that strong foundation and they've had these good conversations and they've seen miracles and they've been a part of your faith and watched you walk in it, um, then when that happens, when they've got this college professor, you know, they're, you know, they've lived it. So there's no way it's a lie. Like, I look, I've lived out this life with the Lord. My mom taught me how to pray. I watched miracles happen. So you know, you say what you want about, about the Bible and whether Noah's ark happened or not or whatever, but that's not changing my faith. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that, I think that's absolutely awesome. I mean, including your, your children. I know your mom and I always 
tried to do that. I'm pretty transparent, uh, probably to a fault sometimes. And so, you know, I look back and, you know, your brother would say the greatest miracle uh, was when him and I laid hands on that uh, Isuzu Trooper, which used to be your vehicle. <laughs> that lake that leaked all so bad that you couldn't even drive across Dallas. And and this is in my book, respond up. Uh, and we drove that all the way. Well, he drove it cause I had a rental car. We drove it all the way from Dallas to Mariana, Florida, a thousand miles, never added one drop of water or one drop of oil the entire wow. ride. He said, I don't need to see nobody come out of a grave. That was a miracle. Uh, but you know what? He lived it with me. It wasn't just uh, a story that we told. So I love that. I want you to talk before we close. Um, uh, I want you to talk about your next book because I know that you're working on your second book. Talk about that book. Yeah. So obviously prayer is um, near and dear to my heart. And so that's what this next book is on. It's just on prayer. And the working title right now is 18 prayers for 18 years. And so it's um, just powerful prayers that to pray over your kids before they leave the nest. So um, I kind of, in this book, I, I talk about the how and the why behind prayer and kind of setting that foundation. You know, why do we pray? Does prayer really work? Isn't God going to do what he wants to do anyways, even if we do pray? Isn't he, you know, sovereign above everything? I talk about, um, you know, obstacles to praying. What, what is it that hinders us from prayer time, Spe specifically for moms? So I talk about a lot of the, the things that we all experience, you know, having no time and having kids around you constantly and being tired and, um, and then I really just kind of go through all the different things that we, um, need to be praying for our kids for their future spouses, you know, praying for their salvation, praying for, um, their walk of faith, praying for their health. Um, I mean, 18 different things. I mean, and that's just the short list, right? Like there's, we could probably come up with a thousand things to pray for, for our kids. But if we start, um, just making a habit of that, just constantly pouring these prayers over our kids and seeing the value of it. I mean, imagine this next generation, you know, rising up, especially coming out of a, a time that we're in right now when there is so much deception and so much, um, you know, uh, just false, false teachings out there. And so if we can raise up this next generation, if they are being prayed over and they are, we're having these dinner time conversations with them and we're giving them this strong foundation, well, then this next generation is going to be um, the most sharpened group of arrows that we've ever seen. That's what I believe. Yeah, I believe that too. I, I don't know that I'm, I don't think I'm going to write this book, but you know, a book I would love to see written, uh, you know, maybe, maybe I'll talk about it in one of my books is I would love to be able to encourage the grandparents that are retired, to have all this time on their hand, you know, uh, that the power they could have, uh, during this time of downtime, you know, they can spend it worrying about stuff, watching the wrong news. I mean, watching news and just caught up in stuff, but imagine the free time that they'd have and the power they'd have dedicated to praying for their children and grandchildren. Oh yeah. And I believe that's on the heart of most grandparents that know the Lord. And so I'd love to see those tools. So I can't wait for that book to come out. I can't be, uh, wait to be part of that book. Uh, as well. And so, um, you know, I just know that it's going to have a huge, huge impact because you're writing. I know people have said this about you. And again, I'm not saying this because you're my daughter. There's an anointing on your writing. It really is touched by the hand of God and it goes right to the heart. And so that's why I want to encourage people 
to uh, check out uh, not only your first book, but uh, to follow you in when your second book comes out. Where, and, and we'll put these up at the end, but uh, just kind of share where can people follow you at? What uh, sites can they follow you on or where do you prefer uh, we send them to? And we'll put those links up at the end here. Yeah, they can go to thepurposeofmotherhood.com. Um, I also have the Purpose of Motherhood podcast, which are great, just short, 20-minute, um, encouraging, inspirational podcasts. They're weekly. Um, and then uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Ashley Caston or at Purpose of Motherhood. That's awesome. Well, we're going to put those up at the end here, and we're going to share about this incredible book uh, that I want to encourage everyone to get uh, a copy of and also to follow you online. Uh, wow, I could go on another hour, but uh, our time is up. And so, Ashley, you know how much I love you, and I appreciate you. I'm very proud of you. Thank you. This was fun. I'm glad we did it. Yeah, we will. We will do this again. We will do this again when your book, second book comes out. And, and then my third book comes out, which is also on prayer uh, as well. And That's so, going to be awesome. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for being on here today. I can't encourage you enough uh, to share this with other people uh, that you know, especially young moms. I think this will be encouraging to them. And uh, you can share this by sending them to my YouTube channel, Coach Don Newman. If you're not subscribed to my channel, please go and subscribe. Every month, there'll be a new show just like this. When it comes up, if you will tag the little bell that will do the notification, you'll get a notification that a new show has loaded. If you like the podcast, you can go to iTunes to Living a Life Worth Remembering. And again, I just encourage you to subscribe so you can get the information when it comes out. But uh, follow, follow us in the future because what we want to do is more of finding those people that are making an impact and living a life worth remembering. And you just heard from one today, my daughter, Ashley Newman. So uh, we look forward to talking to you. Ashley Newman, that's right. See, Ashley Caston. I was going to call you out. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. You're still just a little girl coming down the stairs. It's just like, uh, and father of the bride. So, uh, even 11 years later, it's okay. Dads can do this, right? That's so right. Anyway, Hey guys, look, thank you so much for being a part of this show today. Uh, we will continue to pray that you live a life worth remembering. God bless. <laughs>